If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin NFL. Jonathan Rollins. Sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. What you got going on, mm-hmm. brother? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the snow's back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't. How are you with that? I don't. That doesn't bother do me. You, no, it doesn't bother me either. I, I think Swedes like to have something to complain about. <laughs> uh, so, like, when the, it, this happens every year. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck complaining about it. The snow comes. It melts, and then in the middle of March, it snows again. Yeah, maybe April, like, yeah. Yeah, and people go, oh, I thought we were done with this. I'm like – We're never done with this. You, guys, you grew up here. Yeah. Have you not figured out how this works? And last year, it didn't snow in March. It hardly snow. Yeah. It didn't snow at all pretty much last winter. Exactly, And, yeah. uh, and people were like, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's like, just yeah. live, man. Live your life. Yeah. See what happens. I, I don't – yeah, I don't get it. But, um, yeah, life keeps trucking on. Yeah. It's all good. Exactly. Mm. Anything? We got any yeah. news? Yeah. Well, I thought it would be interesting in this episode mm. uh, to discuss some of the rule change proposals okay. that have been popping up. Yeah, we did it last year. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. So, uh the owners meet every year for an annual owners meeting. Uh, and after, you know, last year, 2020, after the NFL owners uh, effectively solved racism, uh, <laughs> this year uh, they're moving on to some more kind of traditional football related issues. Mm-hmm. Um, first up is uh, they're going to be considering a. Um, sort of a pass interference review type thing. Uh, Or no, sorry, roughing the passer. Roughing the passer could become subject subject to replay review. Good. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm going around uh, my my, uh, offensive lineman and I'm swinging at the ball and I clip the quarterback's head, I don't think it should automatically be a 15-yard penalty. And give, and mm-hmm. it was third and long, and then they get a first down. If if they're gonna err on the side of protected of a uh, of a uh, taking a little bit of protection away from the quarterback, I'm with it. I have mixed feelings or about the, this. Uh, or uh, when they fall on him, and then you they call it, but then you see he mm-hmm. let up. Yeah. But then they've made the call already. Well, I. I have mixed feelings about this. For one, I think you're assuming that they're always going to get the call right. Uh, and well, like, like that they're going to see that he pulled up and they're going to go, Oh no, that's not, that's not roughing the pass. I still think they're going to figure out a way to fuck this up. I mean, the same way they did it shows that, you know, they care that they know that there's room for improvement. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm in favor of, of protecting the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but I'm also a little old school and kind of annoyed at how you can't even hardly touch them anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure that this is going to solve that problem. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a hundred percent faith in, in the re- the replay process. I don't um, have faith in the replay process, but the only way to get that, I mean, cause they can't say, okay, okay. Now you can hit the quarterback in the head, but they can say, we said we went by letter of the law, but when we look at it now, he grazed his head. It didn't really affect him, or it was actually mm. his, it's actually his, uh, his collar instead of his face mask are bad. Right. Sure. The the one thing that would help me to sort of get completely on board with this uh, leads us to another uh, potential rule change proposal mm-hmm. uh, that's coming by way of the Ravens, who are suggesting that we have a booth umpire. Okay, uh, so the you know, so the ref doesn't go look at it. Exactly. Like how the NBA uh, does, they go to New York makes the decision. NHL does the same thing. You would add an official who has access to all TV angles and who can help the on-field crew make the right call. Okay. I I like I it. think that's especially if they're separate from the crew, because the crew could exactly. get uh they could get influenced by the goings on on the field. Like exactly. oh this motherfucker said my mom smells like shit. He's not getting that call. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. I don't know, so I'm just gonna go this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so if the, yeah, the umpire is up there and all they're doing is that, that's it's way to catch up NFL to the NBA and NHL. Yeah. So I'm I'm in favor of it as long as they do something like that because I think otherwise I think it's just gonna I think it's gonna be like the pass interference review thing where it's just, oh yeah because you know, there's pride too. I called this and I know I saw it right. Like exactly. Confirmation if you have bias. the booth umpire who says no, nah, bro, you got it wrong. Yeah. What as long as it's not Mike Perriera, whatever his name is, because <laughs> mm. he's always wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, the Eagles. Uh, apparently, they did this last year. Are trying to, are are, are again submitting another um, uh, proposal to essentially eliminate the um, onside kick. What this is the this is the fourth and fifteen. You hear about this proposal? Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about it last year. Yeah. So instead of having an onside kick, you would be allowed to do this twice per game. So you can't do this every mm-hmm. every kick. Uh, but the idea is that you would, instead of kicking the – you score a field goal or a touchdown, instead of kicking the ball off or trying to do an onside kick, you would have uh, a fourth and 15, a one-down 15-yard chance to get a first down. Um, so the, the way it breaks down, it says here, Oh, wait, wait, wait. You start from what yard line? Yeah. You, the ball would be spotted on the kicking team's 25 yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, that's bad field kicking, position. Yeah. The kicking team will possess the ball, uh, with the down and distance being fourth and 15. Uh, the play cock will be set to 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is normal, I guess. Um, it's normally forty, but twenty-five is like after timeout or something. Yeah, I mean that's after true. Uh, uh, yeah, stop. Clock starts. Clock yeah. starts after the snap. Normal NFL timing rules apply. 
standard rules for scrimmage down apply. Uh, if the offense reaches the line to gain, the result of the play is a first down and all customary rules are in effect. If the defense stops the offense, the defense assumes possession uh, wherever the ball is at that point. Um, if the offense is penalized on its one fourth and 15 down, uh, the offense cannot elect to kick off after the penalty is enforced. Uh, oh, so like it could be a false start and then it's fourth and 20. Oh, yeah. wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, scrimmage kicks are prohibited. So I guess you can't do one of those fake kicks. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, nah. that's basically the rule. Maybe I'm too um, maybe I'm too old school. It's a, it's a little too funky. Maybe starting from the thirty is more fair than the twenty five. Who's gonna take that risk? But also, I uh, think it's a huge risk too. Yeah, I mean, fourth and fifteen is. I mean, I don't know. I I'd like to see it. I'd like All to see it. Cake puts the ball in the other team's hands if they get it at near midfield. Right. This would put the ball in the other team's hand at like the twenty eight. 30 yard line sure if they because otherwise the, the, the max 34 yard line and then there are yeah, field goal range i mean presumably you're doing this shit with seconds left on the clock so okay uh, yeah or you know yeah less it seems like a higher i don't know higher completion Actually, uh it's higher it's I, probably easier to convert than a than an offside kick i would or yeah i would imagine it would be for some teams it could be um, fun at the end of a game. Your t- if your team's down, that's fun. Yeah. You got, yeah. You got hope. You still got hope. I kind of like it, actually. Yeah, I, I like think it. It's, uh, I like it, too. I like it. I think it's interesting. I think it would be – I think it would be interesting to see. I'd like to see them test it out in preseason to see what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and you can do it only twice yeah. a game. So if you're way down, oh, well. Well, I guess theoretically, let's say you let's say there's two minutes in the game. You're down by 13 points. You score a touchdown. Uh, you do the fourth and 15, um, and then you you get it and you and you score another. Man, touchdown. imagine if you're blowing a team out and you haven't done it yet. Beginning of the fourth quarter, you decide to do it after a touchdown. You're up 30. Just the fuck, yeah. The Chiefs would do that. Yeah, and it's fourth and fifteen. That's like, nothing. It. It's fourth and fifteen. Let's go. Or after your first touchdown, that's when you do it. If you score in the first possession, you do the yeah. onside kick play option. I think it. I think it would be interesting to see how people would use it. Yeah, they've sure. been using the uh, two point conversions. Mike Tomlin has been very uh, aggressive with that. Who else? Uh, the Eagles, when they had Peterson as their coach, he was aggressive using the two point conversion to his advantage. Mm-hmm. With the new rule, when you can, uh, yeah. Um, and then I guess the last one that we can talk about is um, this one's interesting. I'm still a little confused as to whether I think this is a good idea or not. Um, and I think this is the Ravens again. Wait a Teams proposed rule changes then the owners vote on them and i guess i don't know if it has to be a unanimous vote or if it has to be i don't know what actually how that works maybe i should have looked into that before anyway (laughs) uh, so the the ravens are proposing a change to the overtime 
which um, I don't know how you feel, but I'm not a big fan of the way the overtime works in the NFL. What's your, what do you think? Do you like the way it works? What do you think it should be? You think it should just be a timed period and then they, they play until the time runs out? Well, there's a, yeah, there's a number of different proposals. One is that, that it should just be a time period. And when the period is over, uh, whoever has the lead wins the football game. And, um, it's just you increase the risk of injury because the game's already 60 minutes and with pounding against each other. And then you give, they're trying to get it over with decided. I think sure. that's why. The are actually, I think Bill Belichick is proposing an idea that you just have, that you actually reduce the 10 minute overtime to like seven minutes and whoever's winning at the end of it is, is the winner. And if it's tied, it's tied. Um, okay. I don't, I just, the reason why I don't like the current overtime rules is because I think it's inherently unfair that you can essentially win the game on a coin toss. Yeah. Right. And the Ravens have come up with a proposal that they argue replaces chance with strategy. This is called the spot and choose overtime. Have you read about this? No. I'm intrigued. Uh, so overtime under this proposal, overtime would proceed in sudden death fashion, uh, with the first score of either team ending the game up to ten minutes of extra time. Okay, so that's normal. Under the proposal, uh, they would have so essentially what would happen is you would have the coin toss, um, and the team that calls the coin, if they win the coin toss, they get to spot the ball anywhere on the field that they want. Okay. And then well, there, there goes the the chance part he's talking about. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, the team that didn't win the coin toss gets to choose do I want to be based on where you put the ball, do I want to be offense or defense? Okay. So if you put it at the 2-yard line and I got a hard-nosed defense. Yeah. So it, it's kind uh. of a weird puzzle that I think could in a way, I mean, obviously it would just greatly change how the overtime works. Uh, and it would be really interesting to see how the strategies would work. Obviously there would be. So what happens you know, after the first possession? <clears throat> well, the, it goes on the way normal overtime would go. Like if you, like if you spot the ball on the 30 yard line and I decide to go offense and I don't make a first down, then I punt the ball away. Then it's all. Or kick everything a field goal, Everything goes normal. But I think in this proposal, it would be a true kind of sudden death type scenario. Like the first team that scores wins. Okay. Mm. So if you spot, I mean, you know, if the argument was like, oh, well, if I get to choose where to put the ball, I'm going to put it on the one yard line. But then the other team goes, all right, I'll take the ball. Uh, I'm defense. So now you're on offense on the one yard line, you dumbass. Like, what are you going to do now? It's, uh, yeah, so it's kind of an interesting, yeah, it's called spot and choose. Um, hmm. I don't know. What do you think? That's interesting. I'd like to see it, like like you said, this is what the preseason should be for, to test these things out. They did it with the, the most successful change recently was the moving the extra points, mm-hmm. which increased two-point conversions, you know. So. I hope they test this one out. This is a good one. I like it. 
I'm intrigued. I would uh I would talk about Monday morning quarterbacking or Monday morning coaching. Mm-hmm. You would have people like, why would they put it at the thirty? They should have put it. Oh, uh, it'd be so much fucking pundits mm-hmm. are yelling at each other about why they did what. I I think the thing that kind of has me on the fence about it is actually I'm so intrigued by because I'm not a coach and I don't I don't you know I wouldn't know what to do but um, I'm so fascinated to find out what some of these brilliant coaching minds mm-hmm. like what their strategies would be you know what yeah. I mean because they obviously are going to spend days hours sitting around having conversations about what's the best way to utilize this spot and choose. Uh, strategy you know what i mean yeah like you can get these folks who are always going to choose defense or they're always going to do this or we're always going to spot the ball here or da, da, da. like it's or if they put it on the 35 and further then we'll go offense if they put it here then we'll exactly. go defense and yeah yeah um i i think it's kind of fascinating i i would again i i just i'd like to see what would happen I'd and like plus to- it won't happen too often anyway so when it did, everybody would be watching that shit. Exactly. Like this and that's the other overtime. thing that I think is yeah. important to remember. It's not like, I mean, how many overtime games did we have last year? I mean, you could probably count them on one hand. Yeah, probably. You know? We had one tie. We had two. Yeah, one tie. Right, the Bengals tied the Eagles, right? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. But one tie. Um, I think it would be fascinating to see. It felt like last year had a lot more than normal overtime games, right? I don't know. It'd be interesting to look at, actually. We had, I know there was that one where the Titans won in overtime with that crazy Derrick Henry run. That's the only one that sticks out in my head. We did like a 40 yard run. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, okay. I can't remember. I can't remember many, but it felt like there were some, or maybe it was just a lot of tight games. Mm hmm. And then, of course, um, you know, a lesser proposal which got rejected immediately was, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield trying to get them to put UFO parking at uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the owners. Yeah. Just that one out immediately. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Maybe he thinks they're coming for him. Maybe he thinks that, you know, you know, the aliens need him for something. Yeah. Uh, or need but, him or his wife. But we're not even really sure that the Cleveland Browns need him. So (laughs) we'll we'll find that out soon. Oh, that being said, should we get into these autopsies? Yeah, let's do it. See if the Cleveland Browns really need him. Mm, Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're in that one. That's a fun division. AFC North, man. I'm going to go with the uh, we're going to start alphabetically, like I said, uh, and we're doing the Bengals first. Mm. How did the Bengals die? They're a wealthy Indian kid that had kidney problems, died young, but they'll be better off in their reincarnated life. <laughs> or at least that's, that's what the one. at least that's what the family thinks. <laughs> that's good, I like. All right, uh, they of course missed the playoffs. They mm. they last in their division with a four and eleven and one rank. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just a, record just a little, just a little bit better than the Falcons because of the tie. Yeah, nice. exactly. Uh, <laughs> offensive rank twenty ninth, defensive rank twenty sixth. Mm. Notable free agent. They have twenty three unrestricted free agents, twenty seven total free agents. AJ Green, wide receiver. Everybody knows Mackenzie Alexander, safety. 
William Jackson, the third cornerback, Josh Bynes, linebacker, Quentin Spain, left guard, and Carl Lawson, edge defender. Draft position number five in the draft, mm. two years in a row, picking fifth. I mean, picking within the top five. Uh, eight total picks. Offensive uh, needs, offensive tackle, edge, guard, defensive tackle, cornerback. Salary cap, $41 million under the cap. Mm. To, and only $2.3 million in dead money. Shit, they got money to burn. They got money to burn. Summary. The poor Bengals are behind the curve again. Second-year coach Zach Taylor followed up a one-win season with a four-win season. Now they have a top-five pick in the draft again and a lot of cap space again. A lot of pundits thought Cincinnati waited way too long to fire Marvin Lewis. Will they do the same with Zach Taylor? I personally don't see him turning into a great coach. Hopefully he proves me wrong. If the Bengals brass is smart, they'll have him in a hot seat next year. The time to make a run is now while they have their franchise quarterback on a rookie deal. Burrow looked legit last year. Offensive line should be the main focus right now. They have the money to bring in some upgrades, and don't be surprised if they use that fourth pick on Penai Sewell if he's available. Mm. Uh, there's no reason for this team to not be significantly better next year unless Taylor is who I think he is. So that's my summary about them, man. With all that money... They, they, gotta, had, they had the same situation last year too, but it didn't work out, and we'll see. They're trying. Maybe they're guilty of just like trying to win cheap. Maybe, but I mean, you gotta you gotta use their money. You gotta use seventy five percent of. Isn't it seventy five percent? You have to use it over yeah. three years. Or something I like mean, that. you're definitely right about that, Joe Burrow. I mean, that kind of a someone like him, uh, you know, that rookie contract. Uh, what does it last for? Three years? Normally four, three, four, three, three, three to five years. years. Yeah. That's a that's a ticking time bomb. You, you want to get this thing moving in the right direction uh, yeah. while he's still under that rookie deal, uh, for sure. Uh, AJ Green's going to be gone. They're going to they're just going to let him go. I think. Yeah, they could go younger. I mean, this draft class looks pretty good, so. They we'll got to do man. something to protect that kid because he was just. Yeah, I would focus on O line, man. Yeah, I mean, even before he got injured. I mean, I just remember week after week we talked about it. And it was like, God, they're going to kill this kid. He's just getting hammered. Yeah. It was tough, too, man. He was hanging in there. Mm. He also held the ball a little too long, but, you know, he's a rookie. You got to block, man. You guys got to block. All yep. right. Uh, the Browns, how did they die? Mm? Skydiving accident. On the thrill ride of their lives, passed out, didn't get to pull the parachute. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> they lost Act- to the Chiefs 22-17 to in a divisional round playoffs. Uh, division ranked third with an 11-5 and record. That shows you how good that division was. Offensive mm-hmm. ranked 16th. Defensive ranked 17th. So middle of the road team. Notable free agents. 16 unrestricted free agents. 23 total free agents. Olivier Vernon, edge defender. Terrence Mitchell, cornerback. Andrew Sendeo, safety. Uh, B.J. Goodson, linebacker. Kevin Johnson, cornerback. And Carl Joseph, safety are the uh, top percentage of snaps that are on the market. Draft position, number 26, with nine total picks. They need a mm-hmm. safety, linebacker, wide receiver, cornerback, defensive end, with a salary cap of $20.6 million under the cap. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. And wow. only 508000 in dead money. 
Wow. My, my summary, the Browns kind of confused me a bit. Uh, the Browns' 2020 season showed that the team is headed in the right direction. All this amid front office turmoil that ultimately ending, ended in the team firing Jack Dorsey, who put this roster together. Now the Browns have a 32-year-old GM that has a good roster, a healthy salary cap, and nine draft picks to work with. Baker Mayfield has proven to be serviceable, but if he takes the next step, this could be a formidable team in the very strong AFC North. The running back position is set, and upgrades on both sides of the ball should be squared away this offseason. Never thought I'd say this, but the Browns just might be scary for the next few years. Interesting. But the front office thing confused me, man, because I remember uh, Jack Dorsey being one of the hot names in the, the general manager group. He has a job already as a VP or something at, in Detroit. But right. uh, it just fell apart. It must have been like just beef with the owner or something. But he just was gone. I guess. And they put a good roster together quickly. Turned yeah. him around when he came in. What about OBJ? You think he comes back? Um, I mean, he's under contract. He wasn't a he's not a free agent. But, I mean, he should of, be traded for assets. Uh, but I think he comes of, back. He's such a good friend of Jarvis Landry. A lot of chatter about him maybe getting traded. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it would help if he's there. I mean, they did all that shit while he was hurt most of the season, too. Yeah. So, if I but were him, did. I would want to be back. I would want to come back. Yeah, I just, I just remember there was a lot of um, – you know, he, he did seem to be complaining a lot about not getting enough targets. and. Oh, yeah. Well, which well is, Baker Mayfield, I mean, a lot of times they rolled him. So if he if he rolled out, this cuts off half the field. So I could see yeah. he's looking at Landry, who's a great slot defender, um, slot receiver. And if, but I oh, think it could be one of those things where I, I think there is something to this idea that, you know, they were a lot of – talk about is Baker Mayfield without OBJ in the lineup and and the only reason why I think that could actually be true is that I think someone like Baker Mayfield is someone he tries too hard to be good sometimes mm -hmm. and if you've got a wide receiver complaining about not getting enough targets a guy a quarterback like Baker Mayfield is probably going to force it force it to yeah. him and it, and it could do more harm than good that's true thing so I I, I could be one of those things where it's just like, look, just need to surround this guy with players uh, who aren't going to get inside his head. Nothing against OBJ. He's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but he's talked his way off of one team, and now he might have talked his way off another one. And it didn't help that after he got hurt, they went on a run. You know what I mean? So, mm. Oof. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Mm. How'd they die? In a fatal stunt car accident. <laughs> they are obviously stunt drivers making shit happen. This time it didn't work out. Lost to the Buffalo Bills 17-3 to in the divisional round. A fatal stunt car accident while yeah. Lamar Jackson was trying to get to the gas station bathroom for a little secret. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> division ranked second in the division with 11-5 record. Offensive ranked 18th. Defensive ranked 7th. Notable free agents, 15 unrestricted free agents with 25 total free agents. Matt Judon, edge defender. Yannick Ngakwe, edge defender. Willie Sneed, wide receiver. Matt Skura, center. And DJ Fluker, right guard. That kind of scares me when they got two linemen that are there. Mm. Uh, draft uh, position 27th. 
with seven total picks. Offseason needs. They need an edge. They need a center, wide receiver, guard, free safety, tight end, and cornerback. Salary cap, 18 mil under the cap. So that's good. Mm-hmm. 11.8 million in dead money. So they've made some decisions in the past that are biting them right now. Some people aren't worried about Baltimore, but I'm not most people. They look like the only team in the division that's not set up to be better next year. Mm. Their offseason needs are plenty, and that dead money number is hitting them at the worst possible time. 18 million cap space is something to work with, but there will still be some tough decisions in free agency. There's no question that Harbaugh is a good coach. But is he now the third best coach in his division Mm. with the rise of the Browns coach? Lamar Jackson may be the most dynamic player in football, but is he the NFL version of James Harden? Oh, wow. Okay. The Ravens consistently field a tough, hard-nosed playoff contender, so it's definitely early to ring any alarm bells, but I'm sure even they'd agree that anything short of the AFC Championship next year (laughs) is a failure. The pressure is on for this team. And Lamar Jackson's still on his rookie deal too, right? Yeah, man. That's a, yeah. That's another part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's real for them. I think they need to go out and get some wide receivers. Um, I mean, the criticism is always that you know when you force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball over a certain number of times per game mm-hmm. uh, is when this team starts losing. Um, but maybe if you get him some better wide receivers. Yeah, but a hardball's team's always been defense run heavy. That's just their thing. That's yeah. his style of coaching. So, I mean, if you get them to uh, throw the ball a lot, that means they're not playing their style of football. They draft for that. Yeah. And then they plan for that. So That's true. Maybe he's willing to die on that hill. We'll see. I don't know. I'm just not sure it's going to win this division and it's yeah. not sure it's going to win a Super Bowl. Right. That's where we come to what I was saying, like the yeah. Should be uh, phase, phasing out, man. That might not be the NFL that we we currently have. You know what I mean? No, that's true. Leagues leagues not really built like that anymore. Yeah. So, all right, the Steelers. How did they die? Mm. Steelers are a child actor that overdosed early on. It looked like life would be a breeze. <laughs> then they got a little older and into drugs. Everybody got a little worried about them. But it looked like they kicked the habit. Then just when we thought they were back on track, they were found dead in a hotel room with drugs everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Having jerked off into a tube sock. Having jerked off into a tube sock due to their porn addiction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like it. That's good. Their 2020 finish, they lost to the Browns 37-48 in the wild card round. That was a brutal game. What a game. Uh, Vision ranked first with a 12-4 record. Offensive ranked 25th. Defensive mm-hmm. ranked third. Surprising. Notable free agents. There are 19 unrestricted free agents with 25 total free agents. Uh, Marquise Pouncey is the center. Uh, is, uh, on the, these are the free agents. Marquise Pouncey center. Alejandro Villanueva, left tackle. Matt Feeler, right tackle. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver. Uh, who's making a TikTok right now. Cameron Sutton. (laughs) (laughs) Cameron Sutton, cornerback, and James Conner, running back. Draft position 24th with eight total picks. Offseason needs, they need a center, left tackle, running back, offensive lineman. I mean, offensive linebacker. Sorry, outside linebacker. 
Damn, I keep saying that too. Uh, cornerback and wide receiver. Salary cap, the 3.6 mil under the cap with 9.6 mil in dead money. Summary, this story dynasty looks to be in transition. Their franchise quarterback is over the hill, yet has signed on for next season with a team-friendly contract. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah, $14 million, I think it was. They likely won't have Juju on the roster next year, but if any team will find a way at wide receiver, it's the Steelers. Their major concern seems to be the offensive line. There are some contracts that need to be figured out in order to bring Big Ben back some to uh, some protection. Creativity will be a must with such a small amount of money to play with and only eight draft picks to work with. The consensus around the league is that Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL. 2021 will be his year to prove just that. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a terrible idea to bring back Big Ben. Agreed. <clears throat> I think. Um, but they have him and Dwayne Haskins. I meant to mention that, too. Hmm. Well, yeah, don't forget Mason Rudolph, too. He could probably come in and save the day. <laughs> well, I meant to mention that, that if they can uh, get Dwayne Haskins to focus, maybe they can have his mm. successor on the roster. But It will be interesting to see yeah, how they manage that. Yeah. Um, it could be the same situation as uh, we talked about with Isaiah Wilson last uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. I Man, yeah. Steelers could be in trouble. Yeah, they could. They could. I thought the Ravens might be the only ones that would drop off, but the Steelers might drop off too. Well, the Steelers have – they finished 12-4, and four, so reaching that again would be tough. Mm. They had a friendly schedule this year. We'll see. I just can't count Mike Tomlin out. He finds a way every year to at least get into the playoffs. Didn't they? Didn't the AFC North play the uh, – didn't they have the NFC East – in their schedule last year? I'm pretty sure that, yeah. Yeah, they did because the Steelers almost lost to the Cowboys. That's part of why I feel like this the Steelers thing is a bit of a mirage yeah. from this past season. Um, <clears throat> so I think, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder. I don't yeah, know but they, they, played, play they played every division that every other team in their division played. Yeah, sure. And they finished with a better record than the other ones. Barely, though. By yeah, one game, that's true. by that's one true. game, with the exception of the Bengals, of course. But but that um, just means that they all are slightly inflated in that division. If we go by the strength of schedule, I agree. I think they all. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think all three of those teams have, you know, an inflated record from last year. Anybody who plays the NFC East, yeah, yeah. But the Bengals beat that ass, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Didn't they hand yeah. them? Didn't they take take everybody's money? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that surprise win. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, I think the Falcons will play in the NFC East next year. Uh, that'd be nice. Anyway, Steelers. <laughs> I kind of um, yeah. I see. I can see the Browns. What if the Browns win this division next year? They will. That Check would be mind. that would be my bet if I were to bet uh, if I were a betting man. I'd mm. bet on the Browns to win that division next season. Well, yeah, it seems they kind obviously of... they got a good coach. They got a good roster. They're gonna most people are coming back, you know. They got those two good running backs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. So that was it. That was the AFC North autopsies. Uh hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with the East. 
divisions, the a- NFC East first and then the AFC East. Uh, maybe we should have saved the best for last and just do the NFC East last. <laughs> Which ones have we not? Just done? it's just those two, man. NFC East. Oh, and those are the last East. two. That's it, man. Then the then is free agency opens next week, so that's why we're cranking them out like this. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And there's no there's no combine. They're doing all the pro days. Yeah, they're all happening right now, basically. Like oh, wow. every day. But just different schools. I don't know. Georgia's is in a couple of weeks. I can't remember. So the news is going to get wild uh, after yeah. after next week. We'll be back with some crazy news uh, with all of the trades and all of the craziness going on. And then, or not trades, but uh, free agent signings. And then mm. we'll uh, get into some draft prep, man. Mm. So that's going to be fun. You working on your mock draft, bro? <laughs> Did you see my mock draft 6.5? <laughs> it's not really a 6.0 or a 7.0 because I had some thoughts in between. So 6.5. <laughs> nice. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so sick of these mock drafts. Me Just, already. I, I've seen I've seen a 3.0 out there. It's like, why have you done this three times? Just bring on the fucking draft. Like, I don't yeah. even... Yeah, well, wait till April 29th and then you'll see, <gasps> oh, shit, it's nothing like my mock draft. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love the I love the like stuff that they're doing on the NFL Network where they're kind of breaking down the yeah, draft prospects and exactly. kind of getting into that stuff. But that's I'm just good. like, you know, so that's kind of it's fun to kind of um, yeah to uh, hear some things about these guys and yeah. um, kind of think about where they might land. But I, I understand why people do mock drafts. I just think they're a little out of control at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. All right, uh, and people speaking in like definites about it. If you look on Twitter and stuff, and they're just like, "No, uh, what I do is I take such as it's like, dude, dude, you don't do shit. Yeah. You watch yeah. the game. That's what you do." You Zach Wilson no from BYU is going number two in the draft, bro. Yeah, uh, why would they take that? The, the thing they need to do because they want to save their cap space. It's like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what they want. <laughs> All right, man. But well, we'll uh, thanks for checking out this episode of Spinnerfell. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Jonathan Rollins. Yep, I'm sorry. Take care. Peace. Later, y'all.